I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportstownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Beyond Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportstownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Peterbaugh with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. In breaking news, Andrew Shaw on the Blackhawks announced this morning that he will be retiring from the NHL due to too many concussions at the age of 29. Shaw has been with the Blackhawks for a majority of his career, being a part of the 2013 and 2015 Stanley Cup championships. The NFL Draft is coming up this Thursday, and the Bears are sitting at the 20th pick in the first round and have seven more picks, one in the second, third, and fifth, and four picks in the sixth round. There are many different possibilities the Bears can pull in the first round, so tune in at seven. The Cubs fall to a tough 2-1 loss in the series against the Brewers after having a strong series sweep against the Mets. They currently sit fourth in the NL Central standings and hope to move up in the ranks against the Braves. First pitch tonight is at six. On the south side, the White Sox are coming off a 3-0 sweep against the Rangers, currently sitting second in the AL Central standings. Here's what Coach LaRussa had to say on Kopech's pitching in yesterday's game. Michael Kopech's going to be a starting pitcher, top-line starting pitcher. But right now, uh, it made sense to get him in condition to you know, add more and more pitches. It worked out the way. And more importantly, the fact that he has competed so well shows, you know, he's got good guts when he goes out there. He keeps his cool and concentration. So I don't have a crystal ball. But if he pitched, you know, and I used the Wainwright experience from 06, he could pitch in the bullpen all year long and next year win 20. Or maybe later on he pitches this year as a starter. He's just, it's exciting to see that he can do both for us. White Sox start up their series with the Tigers tomorrow at 7-10. The Bulls fell short to the Heat in Saturday's matchup 106-101. to Booch and White were the stars of the show for the Bulls, combining for 57 points. The Bulls have the rematch with the Heat tonight at 7, hoping to bounce back from that loss. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle! With your host, Brandon Stats Januska. Craig Kimbrell, he did not have a good spring. Two innings pitched so far in both Saturday's and Sunday's game. Two innings, five strikeouts. Tyler Butterball Buterball. Can we just give a hand to Arteris that he has done more in within those five hours of trade deadline than Paxson and Foreman has ever done in their entire career with the Bulls? And David Double D Dykstra. And all of a sudden, Jordan Spieth has figured out his swing, ladies and gentlemen. And if Jordan goes on a tear, Jordan's Tiger-esque to the point where no one can beat him. Hit us up on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And now, here's Brandon, Tyler, and David. That's right. It is Blow the Whistle here on SportstownChicago.com. We have everyone here today. All three of us are finally <laughs> back. back in the studio. Everybody's back in state. Everybody is back. For now. 
For now. Yeah, for, for now. <laughs> until the next time. Until Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but we have a great show planned for you today. We've been talking about it for a while now that we will be talking about the draft. But that, but that will have to wait until hour two because we have stuff planned before that. We are going to start off our first hour talking Cubs and White Sox. And then, of course, in the bottom of the hour, we'll start it off with your Killing Me Smalls. We'll then wrap up our one with some Blackhawks talk. And then hour two will be all about the upcoming draft. So, are you guys ready to get this thing rolling? Let's go, let's go, let's, let's go. Do let's do it. All right. Well, we are starting off with my favorite, Tyler's favorite. <laughs> David doesn't care. But the Chicago <laughs> Cubs. Now, come on, Brandon. That's not nice. I care. Okay, I, root for, okay. I root for Chicago teams. I just feel like there shouldn't be such Cubs biased here. But there is. So I, 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 I root for the White Sox because we got two Cubs fans with me. That's fair. That's fair. Well, gotta balance it up. we are starting off with the Chicago Cubs here, and we're going to focus on, in my opinion, the player of the game from yesterday's game for the Cubs, no for joke. sure. No joke. Jake Arrieta. Uh, has he looked bad yet? No, I mean, there's been moments where he's... Well, that first you, inning, you, you thought at, it was about you, to implode. Yeah, you look at yesterday's start, so the first four batters he faced, he gives up two hits and two walks to walk in a run. First four batters, and then he retires the next 15 straight. Well, and let's be honest, you know, looking at that, that last pitch that walked in that run... It was close. That could have went either way. The the that's that's umpire's preference there. You're you're either going to get it or you're not on any given day. The he could go out and throw that same pitch tomorrow and and it's, be, and it's, it's it, called strike 3. It's exactly. called strike 3. So, I mean, it was it was that close. So, I he's looked phenomenal. Yeah. He's, he's looked as much as no one really wants to hear this. Uh he's looked like their ace. Yeah, he, he definitely has, and he's definitely capable of doing that. He doesn't quite have the stuff that he had in his first go-around with the team. He has to battle a little more. He doesn't have that overpowering stuff. But it looks like his his placement's gotten better. Yeah. Like, he's hitting his spots more often than he used to. It just seems like he hasn't missed a step since coming back to Chicago after leaving. I think, I think it's... I, I don't really want to say this because it's not his home, but it's nice to be home. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He's comfortable here. And and to be quite honest, when it comes to certain pitchers, certain ballparks lead them to pitch better because they're they're that kind of ballpark for them. And it seems like Wrigley is one of those fields for Arietta. Is cuz he's he's a contact pitcher. He mm-hmm. he he's not going to blow anybody away. And yeah. and for you to Depending on the day, of course, in Wrigley, because if it's blowing out, you could hit a pop fly and it turns into a three-run home run. Yeah, right. But, but for the most part, you know, he's he's throwing ground balls and doing great things like that and hitting his spots. So so far, to me, Arietta is your ace of the staff, and he's looked amazing for the Cubs. Yeah. So what do you guys think out there? Is Jake Arietta becoming the new ace? Is he going to take over that role for this team? And is he going to become the ace moving forward outside of just this season, possibly get a longer contract and stick with the team? Let us know your thoughts. Obviously, it's still early, but let us know what you're thinking so far. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Whistle one at B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1.
I don't know, man. Uh, Hendricks came out and pitched one whale of a game the other day, too. So yeah. if both of them can get going on solid ground, that's going to go a long way for them. And I would say that Arietta, or that Hendricks is still the ace, and he will be going forward. But if Arietta can pitch like one or like a, a 1B, basically, 1A and 1B, yeah. instead of just a f- split to two, I think that that's definitely good for this team going forward. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. If you have two guys that you can rely on to win a majority, not all of their games because everybody has bad games or you don't get the run support that you deserve. Um, But if you go out there and you know that you're going to get a majority of the wins out of those two guys or have have them keep you in games that you necessarily shouldn't be in, absolutely it's going to go a long way to building the confidence. Yeah, definitely. And you look at Jake Arietta. you look at his outing yesterday, he was up against Brandon Woodruff, the ace for the, for the Brewers, and you look at the numbers, very similar to what he had. Jake Arietta, six innings, two hits allowed, one run, <laughs> one earned run, that was the walk in the first inning, and he walked three, struck out eight. Woodruff, on the other hand, six innings, two hits allowed, no runs, two walks, eight strikeouts. What What's oh. with these Milwaukee guys and having the Chicago people's numbers? I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay yeah, right? <laughs> from, from Wisconsin, and now you got Woodruff, who, I, from what I understand, has had the, the Cubs number for, what, two years now? He and Corbin Burns so far this season, too. Burns is on a tear right now. He's actually pitched better than Woodruff overall. So, yeah, the the Brewers pitching has looked good. And, of course, you got their bullpen, Josh Hader and Devin Williams, who the Cubs just cannot hit most often. Yeah, they, On occasion, they, they'll get to him, but that's a highlight uh, because and, and it's a thing, rare occasion. And the thing that's scary about Hader is that he's got just that overwhelming speed, but he has command as well. It's not like your Araldus Chapman going up there and just <laughs> hoping and praying. He's got that velocity, but with spot on accuracy which is just scary yeah just seeing like the Milwaukee pitching against the Cubs it's just from their previous games with the Mets they were hitting the ball and so that's when I think we as all Cubs fans just thought that the Cubs were getting their hitting back but then it's just that Milwaukee bullpen is just kind of just really bullying the Cubs well, and it's not. I mean, it's not just that. I mean, you've got to you've got to score runs to win games, and typically, unless your pitcher is completely on fire, you, you've got to score more than one run oh, to yeah. win a game. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, one ain't gonna cut it. it, it that that second game could have went either way, in my eyes. There oh, were, definitely. There, oh, there yeah. was there was plays that could have went either way, and yesterday was the bullpen for the Cubs. They. It, it was legit. What one nothing going into the ninth? One nothing going into the yeah into one the ninth. A five run top of the ninth just yeah. blew it open. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like uh, I was telling Brandon before you you got here this morning. Uh, there are some really 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 good things that came out of this weekend. Mm-hmm. Javi looks like he's. I mean, he's still swinging and missing, but it looks like he's seeing the ball better. At least. Yeah, I was just gonna say it looks like he's been making. Making more plays. And then you've got, uh, what's his name that we talked about on Nico? Nico. Nico Horner has looked fantastic. <laughs> I don't think he's going back down, boys. I don't think so. <laughs> and that's what we had talked about on Friday was like if he, 
if he shows up and shows out, do they send him back down or do they keep him up? There? I, I don't see how you can, yeah. especially with him showing that he could be a utility player for them and not just be at second base. I don't know how you don't keep him up there. Yeah, I think he he definitely has to stay. He's their best hitter right now. He's only been here for what three games a already. Minute, but <laughs> but still, he's, yeah, he's the way he's hitting right now. You can't possibly send that back down. Oh, and by the way, uh, David Ross. On a personal note, I'd like to thank you for listening to me yesterday <laughs> uh, and putting David Bodie in the two hole. I appreciate that. Yes, and he got a hit out of there. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. So, not a terrible <laughs> spot. Yeah, he got he got one of the Cubs hits. One actually, of the, actually, if you want me to be honest about it, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Nico in that two hole. If he eventually, keeps going, yeah, if he keeps going the way he's going, that'd be the perfect spot for him. I think. Yeah, and we talked about that a little during the last show that he he's kind of like that Ryan Terrio mold. Yeah, yeah. If you're throwing it back, and that's that was oh, typically the, his spot. That two hole and an absolute Cubs favorite. Which means Nico's just going to be beloved because he's a workhorse and he's a blue-collar guy and he's just going to go out there, do his job, not say a whole heck of a lot and just show that he belongs in the major leagues instead of talking about how he belongs in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah, he he really does. He reminds me of Ryan Terrio with maybe a little more power. Nico probably has more power than I would than, say he has Ryan more power, did. yeah, for sure. But yeah, so definitely looking forward to seeing him throughout the rest of his career. Hopefully most of it, if not all of it, here in Chicago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Just throw you know who looked bad yesterday though? Rizzo. He was chasing. He's he's he struggled he's yesterday. Struggling a little bit. He struggled yesterday for sure. He was chasing balls. I typically don't see him chase. High and high and fast, he never chases high and fast. Yeah, yeah, he was he's, pushing yesterday. He's trying to make something happen, I believe. But the one last thing I want to talk about with this game that we talked a little bit about earlier, there was a situation where runners at first and second and David Ross, a full count to Chris Bryant, and David Ross called for a double steal. It ended up in a strike him out, throw him out, double play. I want everyone's opinion. What Was that the right call? Obviously, it didn't work out, but are you okay with, the having the runners go in that situation. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One. And David, you well, want to quickly give your what? What we discussed was the fact that it was a three-two count. They were probably running on contact, no matter what. Uh, it was probably not a double steal. It was probably a hit and run. Yeah, uh, and just didn't make contact. <laughs> and it it sometimes happens. Uh, and Hap was probably not going as hard as he probably should have because it was a hit and run uh, because he probably wanted to look and see if the ball got was hit on a fly ball or a line drive and it got caught. He got caught up. Yeah. I I, I honestly don't think we, we discussed it and it was a bad call on their part, but at the same time, you you understand it, it, but you don't agree with it. Exactly. (laughs) Woo. Premature. (laughs) Premature. But uh, yeah, Absolutely. I would say I I understand the call with it being a 3-2 count and doing a hit and run, but do I agree with it? Not not necessarily with two outs or okay. with or one, one out, out. one yeah. out. I was going to say it, I just heard about this cuz I didn't get a chance to watch the Cubs game yesterday. But that is an interesting call that David Ross would call. I mean, I could I could understand why he would make well, that. Well, at that point it was still one to nothing. It was yes. Okay. So he was probably pushing a little. 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what I can see. Not getting much off of Woodruff. Because, right. honestly, if you get a base hit with a hit and run on, the guy's scoring from second. Uh, uh-huh. Pretty much, unless you've got a cannon for an arm in the outfield. Right. Yeah, I was honestly okay with it because of who was at the plate. It was Chris Bryant. He was riding a seven-game hitting streak coming in. He's been their most consistent hitter. So if anyone was going to put it in play off of Woodruff, I felt like it would be Chris. So I was okay with the call. Obviously, it did not work out (laughs) as the inning ended on the double play, but I was okay with the call. All right. Yeah, I mean, I well, if Brandon says risky about it. if Brandon says it's okay, I guess it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we still want to know everyone else's opinion. So again, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bloaty Whistle One. Let us know what you thought about Arietta start and what you thought about that double steal call or the hit and run call. If it was the right call with Bryant up at the plate. Well, and it was encouraging definitely to see Arietta battle and dial it in after the rough start to that game. So hopefully the Cubs can turn some of his quality starts into wins now moving forward. Yes, please. Yes, but now we must move over to the south side of town where the White Sox caught a glimpse of who their future ace could possibly be. Find out who that is here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. Money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, 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 check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy Space. I'm your boy MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you gonna go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. 
keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. Blow the whistle. Every draft that we've looked at, the Jets, the Panthers, Atlanta, New England, Chicago, Mac Jones. Credit those highlights to NBC Sports Chicago and Michael Kopech. He got the start yesterday, filling in for Lucas Giolito, who had a cut on a finger. And boy, did he impress against the Rangers <laughs> nah, yesterday. you know, whatever. I'll have five innings pitched, ten strikeouts. You know, just an ordinary day at the park. <laughs> yeah, and, and he had ten through four, so it's, ten, almo- it's yeah, almost disappointing that he only ended innings. with ten. That is, yeah. That's it's ridiculous. Insanity. Yeah, it's almost oh disappointing he didn't strike anyone oh, out in his oh, fifth inning. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, let's, let, let's, let's just have him do a carry Woods on us all. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's what everybody needs is another Carrie Woods scenario going on, where that was the peak. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you heard Larusa in the update. Yeah, he's a future starting pitcher. Yeah, they they have already come out and said he's not in the rotation yet. It'll be some time before they move him into the rotation. See, but to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. To wait? Cease is struggling. Put Cease into the bullpen as a long relief kind of guy and let (laughs) Coach ride him. See how long... Because now you got two people on the back end of your rotation like that? That's nasty. Could you imagine that rotation if Kopech could keep that up with Lynn coming back, hopefully? Yeah, definitely. That would be really... Dallas Keuchel, Giolito, Lance Lynn, Rodon, and then Kopech. Yeah, that'd that would be, be sick. That'd be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. and Kopech, Kopech wasn't supposed to go more than four yesterday. His limit was initially at four, <laughs> but he had a, he worked an eight-pitch fourth inning, and so they left him in. Eight pitches. Eight, <laughs> eight pitches. Eight pitches. But I am unreal. still surprised because he, he left the game at 87. So he did throw 87. That's a starter's number that's yeah, a that's, that, that's, that's a legit. full that's a full day's work well and that's that's larusa though too i mean larusa's renowned for pulling his pitchers out once he they hit the that quote-unquote pitch count that he doesn't feel like they should go over the only time that he won't pull anybody is if they're on their way to to a no-no yeah yeah, but uh, for a guy who's been pitching out of the bullpen, I was just surprised that he had such a high, such a long leash on him for this one. Well, when he's grooving. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like, I, I Tony's smart. Tony LaRusso's smart enough. I, I almost, like, talked to him like he I knew him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony, how's it going? Um, no, Tony LaRusso is, is, 
He's been around. Yeah, he's been around. He's smart. And and he's known as a pitching manager. He knows bullpens. He knows his pitchers. He knows them very, very well. And he could probably look at Kopech and know when it was time. And he came off that, what, you said it was a fourth inning that he threw eight pitches? Yes. Yeah, he initially... I'm I'm sure if he had gone into double digits, there might have been a conversation. But he threw eight pitches and the guy goes, okay, you're feeling good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and part of the reason why he's not in the rotation, obviously, is he's coming off that injury. So that is why they're trying to work him back slowly, but he proved yesterday he can... He's nasty. Get up there. Yeah. He's nasty. Oh, so is that why Larusa was is not jumping on putting Kopech in the starting rotation just yet, just because he came off that injury? You think? I or I would say that he's 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 safer, better safe than sorry kind of scenario. Right. Doesn't want to push it too hard, too quick. Makes sense because you don't with just how well he played yesterday, and it would just it would. Be really crappy if he got an injury. Oh yeah, for already. Sure. That'd then, be a that'd be a hit to the bullpen for sure. It'd definitely be a hit to the potential of having a lockdown starter in maybe your four or five position in the rotation, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Even like that's where the Sox are at right now. Their number three guy is legitimately probably their ace right now. Lance Lynn has been pitching out of his mind. Good. Um, Giolito's consistent. Keuchel typically does start off slow anyway, so I'm going to be interested to see what the next month brings. But Rodon's been a complete and utter surprise, and now you throw Kopech in there as a surprise starter, and he does that? Oh, Tony's got to be going, uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you brought up Lance Lynn. He's supposed to come back this week. He's, yeah, he's slated right now to pitch on Friday. So, so like I okay. said, suppose guys I mean, are coming ten, back. Ten ten day DL. So I mean, he should be back. But you never know with what was it a pectoral or it, I forget what it was a it, strain trap. Strain yep. trap. So okay. I mean, it, it, those can be finicky. I mean, you sleep the wrong way the night before, and you're it's going to be strained again. So, it <laughs> it it's just one of those things. But yeah, if if Kopech continues to do what he's doing, and they get that, what do you think, Brandon? Best starting rotation in baseball. That's that's tough because you look over at the Dodgers and you look at the Padres. I I don't know if I'd go there yet. They're right just because there. They're the, right you, there. You, you throw them in like in the top. Five. Oh, they're top, top three. Top, top three. five for sure. Top okay. three. Top three. Don't even go top five. Top three. I, <laughs> I'm not giving them top three. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna There's have this too argue. much unproven. We're gonna have this argument again. I can. There tell. are too <laughs> many unproven factors right now with that rotation to give them that. If they can sustain it through. Into July, we'll have a discussion. You you consider Rodon and Kopech the unknowns? Yeah, and Cease right now. I don't even put Cease in there. Cease should be going by. <laughs> See, but right now, that <laughs> is the rotation. Kopech is not. Yeah, and that's the problem is Cease is struggling. He's very unreliable, and I think, yeah, very, very, very small sample size, and I get that, but he went out there and proved that he could pitch at a major league level for five innings. And did it darn well. Yeah. Yeah. 
He really so, did. Oh, and by the way, uh, I think we got our answer on Abreu, too. Oh, yeah. He seems to be waking up. But let us know what you guys think. Should Kopech be inserted into the starting rotation right now? Or are the White Sox better off going with their plan as they have been and waiting a little while longer before putting him in? And let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. Should Kopech be a starter right now? Let us know your thoughts because we've given ours. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. David has especially given his. <laughs> Bye-bye, he, Cease. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shall cease to exist. Uh, that was so bad. Or so cease funny. to be a starter. <laughs> cease to be a starter. Okay. Good God. Yeah, but I'm I mean, a dad. What do you expect? Yeah, man? No. yeah. What they're doing right now, though, it's very similar to what they did with Chris Sale. Chris yeah. Sale had I, 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 very, very, very little, very little minor league experience. He spent. I want to say less than a month in the minors before he got called up to the big leagues. Kopech and Crochet is the same way. Those guys are supposed to be starters, but they're in the bullpen right now. That's how Sale was his first year. And with Sale, they actually didn't stretch him out until spring training. So they left him in the bullpen for a full season, yeah. stretched him out, and then he was the starter going into the next year. So I wonder if that is kind of the approach that they're going to go with. But who who knows right now because, it, again, Kopech is a spot starter right now and he could very well become the starter by the by mid-July, by the end of the season. Real quick, we just got a couple of messages from our buddies at X-Bomb Sports. They say Kopech should move to a starter after game 30. And then they had a little comment on your... Oh, I'm joke. sure they did. Just, I'm sure they did. Just David, no, just no. No more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Stop it, boys. Well, yeah, they the, so uh, boys at X-Bomb believe that Kopech should move to a starter after game 30. Okay. I, I, I don't disagree with it. I, I just, I'm one about momentum, and everybody sits here and talks, no, 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 nothing is momentum. <laughs> come on. You come off a start like that, and you're not going to, like, just see how he goes the next round? Just, just see. Just throw it out there. See what happens. What's the worst thing that can happen? You lose a game? Especially what? You're going up against Detroit and then Cleveland? Yeah, I know they have Detroit up next throw yeah. for three. Throw, throw, them, throw them in against Detroit. I'm sure he'll win that game. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> see, the, the problem, you can't throw him in against Detroit yeah. now because yeah, he just pitched, just but pitched, yeah, but if I, it, I, that I would it. have been ideal to <laughs> do it. I mean, throwing him in against a, Texas wasn't a bad thought either. No, I, I mean, this, like I said, small, small sample size. Yeah. And again, that and also was wasn't planned. No. It wasn't planned. He but that kind of shows you that LaRusse has been watching him and says, all right, I see good things. Let's see what you got. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got something. Yeah, yes, they they definitely do. So it'll be interesting to see how they how it plays out and how long it takes for Kopech to eventually get into that starting rotation. But it, now it is about that time where we will give that moment from the week that had us saying, "You're killing me, Smalls." And we want to know what that moment was for you, of course. So hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BlowTWhistle One, and let us know what had you saying, "You're killing me, Smalls." But before we get into our choices, let's go over to Tyler for a sports update. 
Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Buterbaugh with your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. Andrew Shaw on the Blackhawks announced this morning that he'll be retiring from the NHL due to too many concussions at the age of 29. Shaw has been with the Blackhawks for a majority of his career, being a part of the 2013 and 2015 Stanley Cup championships. The NFL draft is coming up this Thursday, and the Bears have a total of eight picks, one in the first, second, third, and fifth, and four picks in the sixth. There are many different possibilities the Bears can pull in this first round, so tune in at 7 on Thursday. The Cubs had a strong strong 3-0 series sweep against the Mets, but fell to a tough 2-1 series loss against the Brewers. They currently sit fourth in the NL Central standings and hope to move up in the ranks among against the Braves. First pitch tonight at 6. And on to the south side, the White Sox are coming up a 3-0 sweep against the Rangers, currently sitting second in the AL Central standings. Here's what Coach LaRussa had to say on Kopech's pitching in yesterday's game. Michael Kopech's going to be a starting pitcher, top-line starting pitcher. But right now, uh, it made sense to get him in condition to you know, add more and more pitches. It worked out the way. More importantly, the fact that he has competed so well shows you know he's got good guts when he goes out there. He keeps his cool and his concentration. So I don't have a crystal ball. But if he pitched... You know, and I used the Wainwright experience from 06. He could pitch in the bullpen all year long and, and next year win 20. Or maybe later on he pitches this year as a starter. Uh, he's just, it's exciting to see that he, he can do both for us. White Sox start up their series with the Tigers tomorrow at 7-10. The Bulls rematch the Heat tonight at 7, coming up a nail-biting loss to them on Saturday, 106-101. Booch and White were the only ones who sh- that showed up in that game, combining for 57 points and hoping to bring that energy tonight. This has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the nasty biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the chicken fried chicken biscuit made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken smothered in country gravy topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been. 
It's still in. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. You're killing me, Smalls! That's right, it is that point in our show where we give that one moment from the weekend that had us saying, you're killing me smalls. And David, would you like to start us out here? I'm actually going to start out because I'm doing a preemptive strike because I got a bad feeling. Okay. I I got a very bad feeling. Listen here, Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) (laughs) There are two things in this world that I want from you. And if I do not get them, there are going to be issues and situations on on Friday that you do not want to have to hear about. And I will come after you. Just trust me on this. If you trade out of that four spot, it better be for at least no more than four draft picks. Two firsts, a second, and a third or a fourth. And a defensive player. If you do not get that defensive player, we are going to have talks. Your defense was horrible last year to the point that you gave up leads that you shouldn't have given up to the point that your quarterback is trying to put the ball into places where it doesn't need to go because he's trying to score points because he knows his defense can't hold a lead. The Bears appreciated that in their win. <laughs> what, and, what did, and what did I tell you guys? I literally looked at the game at the first half and I said, don't worry about it. It's all good. They'll blow it in the fourth. Yep. <laughs> and they did. If you do not trade out of that fourth position, do not. And I mean, do not draft an offensive player. There is a, and I know I'm biased. Don't even start with me. <laughs> there is a player in this draft that can be a cornerstone for your defense for the next 10 to 15 years barring serious energy and energy injury and his name is Micah Parsons he is a bad mama jamma I have watched him personally he will he would be the Brian Erlacher to just give you guys a reference he would be their Brian Erlacher okay in my opinion but faster and better <laughs> Ooh, that's a bold statement that, that's Ballsy. I did, didn't. Do they did, run a four three? Did did Erlacher? No. Do does Atlanta? Uh, Is he a middle linebacker I, I, I or do they run? He can yeah. pretty much play. Okay. Either, any any position they need him to, they can put him at free. Yeah, safety. I wasn't sure if Atlanta <laughs> right oh now God. had a four yeah. three with a traditional center. I'm not middle. sure what they're going to run this okay. year because they did get rid of everybody. Yeah. So, um, but that being said. Atlanta, this is just a preemptive strike, <laughs> but I've got a feeling you're going to blow it. And for that, I'm going to give you a big old. That's that was good. I don't I think like we've that. had any preemptive oh, strikes yet. No. That was a good one. There should be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Tyler, would you like to go next? Or? Uh, yeah, you know, I will go next okay. because mine is kind of similar to David's. Uh, piggyback. But- Piggyback. Piggyback. There we go. Uh, but we're going to go to the Bears. 
How did I know that was coming? So Shocker. the other team that might mess things up. might screw up. this up. So, it's been known to happen. Uh, we all know Chicago's sitting at the 20th pick in the first round, and there's just been a lot of rumors on what Chicago's going to do. Are they going to trade up? Are they just going to kind of sit at 20 and see what they can get? Because there's rumors that they're going to trade up in, like, the top five, which I don't think that's going to happen. Bear, Chicago, don't waste your time trying to trade up in the, the yeah, top I don't, five. I don't think they go that high. I don't think they will. I've heard rumors about that, and I said, don't do that. Don't do that. But the thing that's driving me nuts is, and I talked to at least Brandon. I, I don't know if you overheard what I was saying. I saw a mock draft, and I don't know how accurate this is and how if the Bears even talk to this guy. Davis Mills from Stanford. I hope they didn't talk to him. I hope not. But some, someone's got him in the, his mock draft picking at number 20. Dude, he's, if Davis- he's projected to go like three. <laughs> <laughs> he's projected to go in like the third or fourth round. And someone I saw couldn't make one of the most like relatable comments. The Bears picking Davis Mills at 20. It will be a Mitchell Trubisky 2.0 again. Oh, you want to watch Andrew just have a straight-up coronary if that happens? <laughs> Ike, he might even get madder than if they drafted he who shall not be named. Well, Andrew's getting back to us, and he just says Mac Jones. He says, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> just in general. Just not in even general. Just, it has Mac nothing Jones. to do. Mac That's Jones, all-encompassing, all <laughs> is Andrew's you're killing me, Smalls. And I'm hearing that, too. The Bears. He, he doesn't last till 20. There's no way. No. Well, I'm hearing that he's going to be either at 15 with New England. Now no. I'm seeing number three in San Francisco. He doesn't make it out of the top five. No. I will guarantee you that he doesn't make it out of the top oh, five. Oh, probably not. But Chicago, oh, Bears, all I'm saying is, please, we've already had you screw up a draft before. And look, our franchise quarterback that you said was supposed to be with us forever is going living his life in Buffalo. <laughs> and Eating wings. And now I'm seeing that they need a, they wanted to draft defense. We're good. You guys are good on defense. We need help on offense. Worry about the offense. Pick up offensive line. You're not. There's no point of getting a quarterback. Trade up for a quarterback if you got no one protecting your quarterback. Especially with old man Dalton. That ain't gonna. He ain't gonna be able to run for his life. Sounds like a good country song. Old, old man, man Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> Here comes old man Dalton. Running down the field. Oh man! <laughs> but <laughs> that was freestyle. But <laughs> so, so Chicago Bears, for the love of all that is good, don't screw up this draft again. So, just in that case, a premature. Because you guys are probably going to be. See, I'm going to tell you right now. I was rooting for I was rooting for Dallas to come up there because I know Jerry's insane and he's totally in love with Kyle Kyle Pitts. Uh-huh. And he'd probably sell the farm to get Kyle Pitts. <laughs> but now I'm kind of hoping that Chicago just goes, eh, you know, I kind of like that four spot. We'll give you Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, <laughs> two firsts and a second round pick. I'll take it. Give it. To- oh, wait, no. I wanted Anthony Miller, too, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Yeah, I want Anthony Miller, too. Okay, so we'll, up that. well, I'll take two first rounds, Anthony Miller, Roquan Smith, and, and Akeem Hicks. <laughs> no. They would do well, that too. Yeah, we'll we'll get into our our mock drafts <laughs> and everything. A, this is a, this is a that, that, that can go into oh, our rumors oh, and yeah, stuff too. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll for talk, sure. We'll talk all things draft here in the second hour. And real quick, just for Andrew's sake, Mac Jones. Kill me, Smalls.
that's for you, Andrew. <laughs> Mac Jones. <laughs> All right, and now on to mine. I'm actually going to keep my my NFL draft talk for the second hour. Oh, so listen I'm listen to him. I'm got. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I've read the schedule. I know when we're supposed to talk things. <laughs> so I Stop am it. going to go to Major League Baseball. I've called them out a couple of times in you're, recent you're weeks. You're just a hater this year. I am. You're just a hater. And here's why. So if you have not heard, I also posted it up on, on our Facebook page. We got a few comments on it as well. That Madison Bumgarner yesterday went... It was a doubleheader, so this year doubleheader games are seven-inning complete games, seven-inning games. He went seven innings, not allowing any runs, and not allowing any hits. Seven innings, no hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. 21 up, 21 down. Uh, There was an error. I believe he did face the minimum, though. There was a double play. Nice. he, He did. There was an error in that game. But... By all accounts and purposes, he went he went a complete game without allowing a hit. That's a no hitter. Yeah, that is a no hitter. But not according to Major League Baseball. Oh, they Major came League, out. They came out and actually ruled on it. Major League Baseball. There's talk that they could change it, but in 1991, it was clarified that a perfect game or a no hitter is 27 outs or more. 27 outs are required for the distinction of no hitter or perfect game. However, Madison Bumgarner, because this was a scheduled game, a scheduled seven inning game, he gets credit for a complete game and he gets credit for a shutout. So he has a complete game shutout allowing no hits, but it is not a no hitter. It is deemed by the MLB a notable achievement. A notable achievement for Madison Bumgarner as he goes seven innings, allowing no hits, no runs. Please tell me they tweeted that or Instagrammed that out. A notable, a achieve- notable achievement. So that was the official, the official wording from Major League oh Baseball. Oh my god, that's great! It, it is deemed a notable achievement. <laughs> So there's got to be some sort of change. If you're calling it a complete game, it was a scheduled game. He went the full game that you scheduled for him, and he did not allow a hit. That is a no-hitter. It's a seven-inning no-hitter. Okay, I'm going to liken this to those weird freaking laws that you'll go back into, like, city logs that have never been changed. Like, it's it's illegal to chew bubblegum and walk (laughs) at the same time. This is just one of those... Rules that hasn't been changed along with the new rules that they've implemented. So Major League Baseball has to do justice where justice needs to be done, in my eyes at least. Yeah, definitely. And and go, okay, yes, we didn't have those those double headers that were only seven innings, but now we do, so those have to be considered full games. Therein lies no hitter. Yeah, especially since it's not like it was a shortened game. It was it's shorter than a nine inning game, but it wasn't a range shortened game yeah. or anything Five like innings. that. It wasn't scheduled to be nine and ended up seven. Yeah, what I do, love. it was scheduled at seven. 
Is that just calling it a notable a achievement? Notable achievement. Is like a big slap in the face. <laughs> like, here, right. hey, here's your participation award. That's, <laughs> a, that's an attaboy from the yeah. Major League Baseball. Good job, pal. Good job. Hey, great, great job, Madison. <laughs> good, good job. Yeah, yeah. So, so Major League Baseball for deeming what should be a no hitter and calling it simply a notable achievement. You're killing me, Smalls. I and, love it. Yeah. I, I wish you had said something <laughs> to me before, man. I, actually, I'm glad you didn't because knowing that they called it a notable achievement that makes it that much better. <laughs> That's just awful. That awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I posted it on the Blow the Whistle Facebook page as well. So if you haven't seen it already, be sure to let us know your thoughts on that. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter because I'd like to know what you guys think. Should they change the rule? We seem to all agree that it should be a no-hitter. So definitely let us know and send in your Killing Me Smalls, whatever it was as well. And the music has already stopped, so that means we are out of time here for for this segment. Unfortunately, because we we always love this segment for oh, sure. All the, all we the do. time, we do, we do. But moving on, a Blackhawks fan favorite is retiring after an injury plagued career. Find out who that was and the lasting memories that he leaves Hawks fans with. We'll, we'll talk about all these things coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports is like life. SportstownChicago.com. What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or French toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I can see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major first baseman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion? The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. Old Sport Radio with Pat Riley. The Bears, in my opinion, are not a storied franchise anymore. They are a laughing stock because of the way that they handle their business. 
and the way that the team up north has dominated them for my entire life. Wednesdays from 3 to 4 p.m. on SportstownChicago.com. <laughs> yes, indubitably on sport. Boards, he's got it. Here's the back of that. He scores! Andrew Shaw in his first NHL game has scored with a point-blank right Andrew Shaw a longtime fan favorite for Chicago Blackhawks fans and he unfortunately had an injury plagued career but before we get into him we have one more killing me smalls moment to throw out here we have Brian Houston in here KB Mack can you give us what is your killing me smalls moment Denzel Valentine <laughs> If you saw the game, you already know where I'm going with this. Against Miami Heat, Bulls down five, fourth quarter. They actually had a shot at getting back into this game. They actually had a shot of maybe tying, possibly winning. That might be going too far, but there there was a chance for something. And then... Denzel Valentine thought <laughs> he was Damian Lillard or Stephen Curry. I, he had an out of body experience. <laughs> and something told him, Denzel, shoot. <laughs> shoot. It doesn't matter if there's 21 seconds left on the shot clock. Just shoot, bro. You're 35 feet out. It doesn't matter. You got this. <laughs> he did not have it. <laughs> he did not. I saw that replay, dude. It was it, terrible. <laughs> it is the worst shot I've seen Denzel Valentine take, and he's taking some doozies. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Denzel, you're killing me, Smalls. That's right, Denzel Valentine. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and giving that out. It's that's a great choice, great choice for sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) All right, yeah. Well, I'm surprised our basketball guy Tyler over here didn't come up. Yeah, someone didn't even know anything about it. (laughs) Well, thank you again for joining us, especially how especially when CBS Sports just says. Denzel Valentine just threw up the worst shot in NBA right now. <laughs> that was the headline. That's freaking yeah. great. Yeah, so that was a good one. But going back to Andrew Shaw, you heard those highlights from NBC Sports Chicago. Credit those highlights there. And unfortunately, his career, his playing career has come to an end. Did you, a, shed, a, did you shed a little tear today? A little one, but I... I'm not surprised, especially after he battled so hard to come back this season after a season-ending concussion last season, and then to go out again this season with a concussion, I would have been surprised if he came back. His last concussion, he was out for like 140-something games, I think, back it, in 2019. 
he was out ex- for a long yeah, he, time. I can't remember the exact number exactly, but I remember just reading up on it. He was he was out for a long, well, long time. Yeah, maybe and total I mean, with. I mean, the biggest problem with concussions is the fact that if you get your bell rung hard enough and bad enough, it doesn't take much for you to get the next one. Yeah, and it just continues and continues and continues and. It just gets worse and worse medically for you. How many did he have total in his career? A lot. Uh, yeah, multiple. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Because I knew, I mean, I just I, remember he knew. He I had, would say as lot. far as I know, at least four or five. At least four or five. That's around where I was thinking. But I wasn't yeah, for sure on the exact. What, a, what an absolute pit bull, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And we, we, we were talking about this earlier. It was... It, He's not a big guy. No, he's really not. He's 5'11". That's it? Yeah. Yep. Oh, wow. 5'11", and he was laying wood on yeah, people. 5'11", 182. <laughs> wow. He's not he a big not a, dude, no. but he would lay wood on people. And I never knew. Brandon was talking to me as I was like, should we do Shaha? He's like, yeah, you, make sure you get the headbutt puck. And I was like... What? <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, he literally headbutts yes. a puck into the yep. goal. I remembered seeing this when it happened, and it was the greatest thing I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. Although, if I if I remember correctly, which I, I believe I do, but if I remember correctly, it was disallowed. It, oh, was, yeah, it did sure not it count because it was deemed a soccer-like move. I mean, the guy in the highlight even called it yeah. a great soccer goal. <laughs> Oh yeah, he straight up like jumped at it. <laughs> yeah, but it is still one of those those great plays which he had a career full of them. So I want to know any of you Blackhawks fans out there, what was your favorite Andrew Shaw moment? What was your favorite Andrew Shaw highlight? Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Blow T Whistle One. I know what I know what uh, Brandon's is, and it's an amazing. <laughs> it yeah. is the I I will have to say the headbutt puck. Oh, probably yeah, yeah, my favorite okay. out of that's, the ones that I watched today. That's probably mine too. When we were when I was watching uh Brandon when you were playing the his uh video of like him announcing his retirement. Okay. And I didn't know about this, but I thought it was really cool. If I'm if I'm correct, he got into a, he got into his first NHL fight in his first game. On his second shift. Second and then his what first? right after he got his first Goal. So yeah. So in his first first this career is, game, this is Brandon's favorite. Brandon's, his, okay. This is Brandon's favorite moment. I, I he, it was the first thing he brought up to me when I started talking to him about. So, okay. I mean, actually, I'm going to use a different moment since he brought oh, this really? up. But oh, yes, right. he's so Way yeah, to his, ruin his, it. his first sorry. his first career game. He he gets into a fight on his second shift, his second time out on the ice. He gets into a fight, and then to start off the second period, he ends up with his first career goal. His first NHL goal. That's what I thought I heard, and I thought that was awesome. But no, mine is definitely the head button. The button. That's, <laughs> awesome. That's great. It's 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 glorious. Yeah, and my my favorite moment, one of the most memorable moments, and and sights of him. You, I, when I think oh, yeah, of him, I see one, it. This is the one. Yeah, this is about. this is the one. Game six against Boston in the Stanley Cup Finals, 2013 Finals, and puck hit. Shaw takes a puck, not puck takes Shaw. Shaw <laughs> takes a puck to the face, a slap shot to the face. And for a moment, it looked like he was unconscious. He would lay motionless on the ice for a moment, ended up being taken off, blood pouring down his cheek. 
He comes back to the... That was in the first period of the game, game six. He comes back. He's on the bench at the start of the second period and hops back out on the ice for his normal shift as if nothing happens. They stitched it up. Eventually, it starts bleeding again throughout the game, but he's just out there like like nothing happened. He didn't just get hit by a... a a slap shot to the yeah. face. He didn't lie motionless for a couple seconds on the ice. Like nothing happened. What? But the moment that sticks in my mind, they clinched the Stanley Cup that day. The uh-huh. sight of him lifting the Stanley Cup with blood just pouring down <laughs> his cheek is just a sight, a moment that that will forever live with me. One of my favorite moments of Andrew Shaw. I'm sure one of the most painful moments for Shaw, but oh, I get, but I definitely bet. one of the most memorable for me of Andrew. You act like that puck's hard or something. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's some thick rubber. Tickle, t- tickle, tickle. <laughs> it's just like, oh. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> I totally forgot about that moment in that game because I remember watching just the entire Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, that's just such a cool story to hear. Like you got your face wrecked in the beginning of the game, and then you just come back out like nothing happened, and then you're holding up the trophy with that jacked up face. But once again, we sit here and we talk about beloved players: Ryan Terrio, Andrew Shaw. What did they have in common? They encapsulated that quote-unquote blue-collar mentality that Chicago has. Yeah, you just go uh, and you do your job. Exactly. Yeah. Not, and, not, and not all people, the flash and everything, but yeah. yeah just And people fall in love with it. Uh-huh. Absolutely fall in love with it, and it's amazing to watch. Just these not-so-much-no-name guys because they are professional athletes, but like these, these guys that are... Right below the upper tier of Kaner, Taze, you know, Hosa when Hosa was there, all those guys, but it's those guys, the Shaws and all those guys that made that team even greater than what they were. Yeah, with the, all the talent, like the guy yeah. who who is the physical guy and and is and willing to do that, that dirty work exactly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, we we certainly wish Andrew Shaw. We wish the Mutt, nicknamed the Mutt, the Mutt, just a great yeah. nickname. I yeah, we that. wish Shaw the best of luck in his post playing career, and hopefully the Blackhawks can continue to grow and improve and get back to their winning ways for Shaw, and he can be present, maybe maybe part of a another cup celebration, but this time not as a player, but actually just be there and take in the whole game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. and hopefully I can be there too. <laughs> calling, calling the game, calling it. That would be nice. <laughs> Let's manifest it, boys. <laughs> well, that will conclude hour one of our show. But stay tuned as we will be focusing our second hour on the NFL draft. Here are the hottest draft rumors, and we'll even give you a mock draft of our own coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. This is the best fans in the world. No, no better team. SportstownChicago.com Are you ready for this? Valley View Automotive has all of the hottest SUVs you've been looking for. Enjoy a test drive and the opportunity to drive one of these powerful vehicles off the lot for half the price. Yes, half the price. Now's the time to get yourself to Valley View by car, on foot, or even by air to take advantage of this outrageous sale. You better get here quickly, because this promotion is only going on for 24 hours, and the automobiles are leaving the lot faster than you can say four-wheel drive. 
Valley View Automotive, a dealership you can depend on. Hey, I'm Andy Griggs, asking you to help prevent domestic violence. Domestic violence isn't a woman's issue. It hurts all of us. Women are injured and killed every day by their husbands and boyfriends. So it's time for men to take action right now to teach boys that violence against women is wrong, to help prevent abuse before it starts. Call the Family Violence Prevention Fund at 1-800-END-ABUSE to get a free take action kit containing tips on what to say to boys. That's 1-800-END-ABUSE. Teach early. Indeed is the number one job search user with over 250 million monthly users. Indeed's priority is to help everyone in the job searching process to find a job by uploading 10 new job opportunities every 10 seconds worldwide. With Indeed, you have free access to job searches, resume uploads, and company researches. There are over 10,000 employees at Indeed that pursue to help people find the job they are looking for. They connect with millions of people to new opportunities. Go to Indeed.com and sign up for free and create a resume and let Indeed do the rest to help you on your job search. Hey, I'm Jesus Mauricio. Be sure to tune in every Friday to listen to Zeus Off the Bat, a baseball talk show from 1 to 2 p.m. where I'll be discussing and updating you on all things about baseball. News, predictions, reactions, and more about the Cubs, Sox, and everything across the league. Happens every Friday at 1 p.m. right here on SportstownChicago.com. Don't forget to follow and share our Twitter and Instagram with your friends at Zeus Off the Bat. Zeus Off the Bat. I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational, but that just wouldn't be our style. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. SportsTownChicago.com. Lombard. Part of the Be On Air Network and available on the TuneIn app. Hell yeah. Broadcast, Broadcast home for your Windy City Bulls and the Chicago Dogs. We're in a league of our own. Now, here's your SportsTownChicago.com scoreboard update. I'm Tyler Buterbaugh with your SportsTownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beonair.com. Andrew Shaw and the Blackhawks announced this morning that he will be retiring from the NHL due to too many concussions at the age of 29. Shaw has been with the Blackhawks for a majority of his career, being a part of the 2013 and 2015 Stanley Cup championships. The NFL draft is coming up this Thursday, and the Bears are sitting at the 20th pick in the first round and have seven more picks, one in the second, third, and fifth, and four picks in the sixth round. There are many different possibilities the Bears can pull in the first round, so tune in at 7. The Cubs fall to a tough 2-1 loss in the series against the Brewers after having a strong series sweep against the Mets. They currently sit fourth in the NL Central standings and hope to move up in the ranks against the Braves. First pitch is tonight at 6. And on the south side, the White Sox are coming up a 3-0 sweep against the Rangers, currently sitting second in the AL Central standings. Here's what Coach LaRussa had to say on Kopech's pitching in yesterday's game. Michael Kopech's going to be a starting pitcher, top-line starting pitcher. But right now, uh, it made sense to get him in condition to you know, add more and more pitches. It worked out the way. More importantly, the fact that he has competed so well shows, you know, he's got good guts when he goes out there. He keeps his cool and concentration. So I don't have a crystal ball. But if he pitched, you know, and I used the Wainwright experience from 06, he could pitch in the bullpen all year long and, and next year win 20. Or maybe later on he pitches this year as a starter. Uh, he's just, it's exciting to see that he, he can do both for us. White Sox start off their series with the Tigers tomorrow at 7-10. The Bulls fell short to the Heat in Saturday's matchup, 106-101. Vooch and White were the stars of the show for the Bulls, combining for 57 points. The Bulls have the rematch with the Heat tonight at 7, hoping to bounce back from that loss. And this has been your SportsSoundChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. Interested in a career in media? Go to BeOnAir.com. I want my number ones back, all of them. Um, about... 
Give you number two picks. No. No, I want my picks back, all of them. I want all three years of this team's future back. Okay, screw it. No more offers. It's off the table, Tom. I'm taking Calvin. Whoa, 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 no, no. Hey, wait. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. It doesn't matter. I want all my picks back, and I want David goddamn Putney just because I feel like it. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I am. I want to prove that already. We are back and ready for the second hour here on Blow the Whistle. We hope you guys enjoyed those movie clips from Draft Day. I know I did. Yeah, that, that gets was, you pumped up. That was great. I was watching the I was watching the movie clips and I was going, oh, <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. You gotta love when people do exactly what they want to do on draft day. Yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see what typically happens doesn't happen time. in yeah. Chicago or Atlanta uh, or you know pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the teams that are in that lower echelon. Yep. Well. Oh. Go ahead. Our second hour, we're focusing on the NFL draft. The first round of the draft is this Thursday starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. So we will start today's draft talk by starting off with some of the hottest rumors that are going around the league right now. So first, to everyone out there, what rumors do you guys believe? Are there any trades or rumors that you have heard that either are just too far-fetched and way out there that it's never going to happen, or are there some that you think could or should happen? Let us know what rumors you you guys are following right now at BlowTWhistle1 on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And to start it off, I'm going to actually start with David because there's a rumor that I've heard that I want his opinion on. And that is with Atlanta, the thought, the talk that they could be moving back and also including Julio Jones in a deal. I'd be okay with that. Okay. Uh, As much as I love Julio and as much as he's meant to the organization, it's time to find that next great. And if, Honestly, if you want my honest opinion, if they could get Devontae Smith out of it, I'd be dang okay with it because I think Devontae's the next great wide receiver coming out of Alabama. I could agree with that. Actually, you know, if <clears throat> if Dallas wants to talk to him, you know, I, I'd, I'd do a Julio for Amari Cooper. Yeah, okay. okay. Man, that'd be... That'd be- all Bama wide receivers at Atlanta. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it. But like I said before, I don't want them to go offense at least in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and maybe they stay at four and they trade Julio and get a second pick or and, a second yeah. first round. Come back in. Smith. Come, come back into the first round. Yeah, to get I Smith or a Waddle or something. I don't think Julio's worth a first anymore. I True. really, I, so. I really don't. Okay. I think you could get a two and a three for him. I just don't think you could get a one at this point in his career. And I think I agree with that. He's, okay. he's, he's coming off an injury-filled well, season. he's not an injury-filled last three seasons. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's he's missed at least one game in the what, last... What year is he going into? He's been in the league uh, for a while. He's got to be close to 10. Is he really not? Yeah, he's oh, got to wow. be close to a decade in. Okay, then yeah, if I can see more. it would be tough to get a first round out of Julio. Yeah, he's he's on the back half of his career. Still probably top 10 wide receivers in the NFL. Oh, I, I would say so. 
Yeah, 2021 would be Julio's 11th season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's. I'd say, I'd honestly say he's probably about two years away. Yeah, he's 32 right now. And so. He's about two years away from retirement. So, yeah. I mean, you could get, sign him to a, a well, is he signed through these next two years? Or I can't remember if he's signed through the next, or if it's just, I want to say him and Matt are on the same kind of <laughs> contract where they're both done at the same time. I'm trying to remember the team. I think the Patriots were in the mix of the teams to trade with Julio. See, here's my thing. He he signed through 2023, so he'd be a free agent in 24. Okay, okay. yeah, so he's got two years left, just like Matt. Matt's Matt's done after 2023 as well, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> so that being said, um, I wouldn't be mad at it. I, great player. But also wouldn't be mad. Just like when they were talking off season about trading Matt and Julio together. I wouldn't yeah. have been mad I wouldn't have been mad at that either. I mean Matt's on on the back half of his career as well. So but like I said, if you're not gonna trade out of that, get yourself a defensive player that is going to set your D de- I don't I don't and honestly I say Micah Parsons only because I see him being Erlacher esque. Yeah. But if you want to go out and get yourself a cornerback, which they have none, I'd be okay with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that secondary too. needs lots of help. Oh, that secondary, that secondary was made up of nothing but second stringers if they were on any other team. Any other team. That's sad. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. That's sad. Yeah, I'm surprised they would even f- consider focusing on offense unless that's what their plan is. If they trade back, they the, can- the only thing, the only thing that I could see if, and, and I, it's very the two that I've heard most are Trey Lance is there. Mm. They'll take him, which I wouldn't be mad at at all because that gives Trey a year to sit behind Matt, learn the system, learn how to do things and and really develop as a professional quarterback. And there's nobody better to learn from than Matt Ryan. In my eyes, he's a complete professional. And this, the other one was Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I yeah. keep seeing that. A lot. If you're gonna go and get my boy Kyle Pitts, I ain't gonna be mad at you. <laughs> I, it takes the heat. I and and this is all I'm gonna say. It's gonna take the heat off of Julio. It's gonna take the heat off of Calvin Ridley. You're gonna have it opens up a lot more. You're gonna have somebody wide. Well, not wide open, but open. Yeah, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. Because you can't Absolutely. double. You can't double cover them all. No, no. Now that being said, hey Chicago, <clears throat> Atlanta's listening. I'm just, yeah, uh, yeah, right. I'm just saying. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see definitely what Atlanta well, does with that four pick. And I honestly yeah. think that's where it all kicks off. Yeah, the draft really kicks off at four with Atlanta, and if they make a move, then the chaos ensues. Yeah, yeah. the chaos really does ensue. But if they don't make a move, it's going to be interesting to see what avenue they take. Yeah, and yeah, a couple no, couple other rumors going around that I want to hit on. The 49ers, they're rumored to be between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. David, I know you told me what you think about it. I want to start with Tyler, though. Okay. The The word is they're torn between those two with the third overall pick. What are your thoughts on that? that so, you said Trey Sam, Lance and San Mac Francisco? Jones for well, the, yeah, San I've Francisco. Heard, I've heard that Kyle Shanahan is in love with Trey Lance. And so that doesn't surprise me too much. But picking Mac Jones at three, that's that's a little silly, <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. Just because I 
I don't know because I can almost guarantee I think Mac Jones will be. He, I don't think he'll make. He might make top ten within the top uh, ten picks, but yeah, I keep seeing. I'm hearing more that uh, he's going to be sitting there at fifteen, and Bill Belichick is going to give him a call and pick him up there, which that wouldn't surprise me because that's that kind of quarterback's just up Belichick's alley. But um, it just seems I can't imagine San Francisco going. All Mac the way Jones, up to three. All the way up to three just to get Mac Jones. That'd be a little that's a little crazy because yeah. you wouldn't you're, you're giving up a lot, or they already gave up a decent amount just to get someone that you would have gotten with your where you were before. That makes sense. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What about you? Uh I kind of know what you're gonna say. I have, I've I we we've talked about Shanahan's yeah. love for Trey Lance. Yeah. It's cooled down from what I've heard. Yeah, that's right. You were telling me this. He's Kind of got a little bit of a, a a happy spot in his life right now. Man Mac crush Jones. on Mac. He does. He does. Uh, like likes the kid's arm. Likes his football IQ. Likes everything about him. Here's my issue, and I'm just gonna say this: if the 49ers stick with Trey Lance, Armageddon's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I will guarantee you that because yeah. I don't think Atlanta wants Mac Jones. I, I've I, heard rumors about that too, though. I really don't think Atlanta likes Mac Jones as their heir apparent. They like Trey Lance better. They've yeah. got they from everything that I've heard, their board's set up. And if their number one guy that they want isn't there at four, they're gonna shop. Mm-hmm. And if they start shopping, hey Chicago, you want Mac Jones? Yeah, that's right, Andrew. I said it. Chicago, you want Mac Jones? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I'll take. I'll, I'll give you the pick. Two first rounds, maybe a third and a fourth, and a defensive player like Rokon Smith. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> God no. All right. Well, that that will wrap up our rumor portion. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're out of time with this this segment. There's obviously a ton more rumors out there. So let us know what rumors we missed that you guys are looking into. Let us know. Actually, we have one here from Brian Houston, KB Mac said, shouldn't the Falcons be looking at a quarterback at four? If Justin Fields is sitting there at four, they'd be fools not to take him, right? Matty Ice is looking more and more like Matty lukewarm every year. <laughs> David? <laughs> uh, King B-Mac, you don't want my opinions on Justin Fields. He will be there at 15 for New, New England to take. <laughs> I will guarantee that. All right. Okay. All right, there you have it. Well, if there are any other rumors, be sure to let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BlowTWhistle1. But as I said, that will wrap up our rumor portion of our draft talk. Coming up, though, we'll get into our own mock draft, starting with who will be selected in the top 10. We'll We'll let you know who those players are coming up on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Joe's Hot Dogs has been around since 1953, but I promise it's not old news. You don't have to like hot dogs to like Joe's on Plainfield Road in Joliet. Italian beef, hot dogs, shakes, and sides. My family's had a relationship with Joe's Hot Dogs for three generations. Golden fries with a tad bit of salt and the perfect amount of crunch come in a bag as big as your hand. And that's just small. For more on the menu, visit joeshotdogsjoliet.com. Bringing that classic Chicago flavor to the suburbs. That's Joe's Hot Dogs across from CVS on Plainfield Road in Joliet. 
At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and Windy City News Radio. The Illinois Center for Broadcasting is now the Illinois Media School. We've been an institution in the Chicagoland area now for 30 years. Because the broadcasting world is always changing, so are we. Not only are we teaching radio and television production, but now you can learn all aspects of the media industry, like web design. You can even specialize in TV or film, sports broadcasting, and even sales. No matter where you are in the Chicagoland area, we have a campus near you. The Illinois Media School. Be on TV, be on radio, be on air.com. That was money. Tell me that wasn't money. Yo, yo, yo. Check us out. We are the go-to guys. I'm your boy, Space. I'm your boy, MC. Check us out every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. We spitting all facts, all sports, all day. Yes, sir. Who else are you going to go to in the clutch? Lillard, long range three. Keeping you up to date with all the latest sports news. We are the go-to guys. Where else are you going to get all your sports news from? You know. SportstownChicago.com. That's right. As we mentioned earlier, we are going through our NFL mock drafts for the NFL 2021 draft, which, uh, like we said, first round starts this Thursday. So we'll be going through who we think will be selected on Thursday, starting with, as I said, the top 10. So, yeah, 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 (laughs) definitely an exciting moment here. I love it. That's, this is like the mock draft or the draft is kind of chaotic. Oh, always. Which is and, always and, fun. and I hope for it. I, 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 I love, love the chaos. We love chaos. NCAA-esque. NCAA-esque. Yes. Yeah. So we'll, let's just, we'll jump right in. We're going to go with the, the top 10 picks. So, Tyler, would you like to start? I mean, I think I think first overall, we're probably going to be a general consensus. But Tyler, who who do you have going number one in the twenty twenty one NFL draft? I think Jacksonville is going to draft Davis Mills. <laughs> no, I'm I, just I was all right. We do I not was, have a general. I was consensus. I was going to go DJ Uelele. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh wait, no, that's that's twenty twenty three. I forgot. Yeah, we got we got a little time for that one. But uh, I think it's obvious uh, Jacksonville is going to draft Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson, because, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is easily the best quarterback that's in the draft, and Jacksonville. Disagree. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think when it's all said and done. Disagree with the pick or that he's the best? Oh, (laughs) no. 
I, I understand why he's the number one overall. I really do. Yeah. I really, really do. But do I think long term he's going to be the best quarterback out of this out of this class? Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, I'm back and forth with it. I I honestly think. Do you have Do you have Trevor Lawrence going? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I Trevor mean, Lawrence. I had to ask. It's just Trevor, Trevor. Yeah, you never know. You never, you never know. know. But I mean, I think at this, I think it's just just kind of a obvious. I think the top two is just pretty obvious. It's, yeah, you've been seeing it everywhere. Yeah, so let's jump into number two. Who who do you guys have? I've got Zach Wilson, BYU quarterback. Zach I, Wilson's the smart way to go. I th- yeah, Zach Wilson. I've just I saw his pro day and the throws he was making were just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah he's it, got a cannon. For that's why I'm I'm like I'm back and forth with him and Lawrence being like overall the best quarterback. Yeah, and Wilson I, Wilson's not quite really. Best. Yeah, Wilson's not quite as. A guarantee at the number two as Will as Lawrence is going number one. There yeah. is some some yeah. wiggle room that it could be someone else, but I, I think it's it's going to be Zach Wilson going number two overall. Okay. All right, number on to three. now is where things get interesting. San Francisco currently holds the number three pick in the draft. And so, who wants to start this off? Who do we have going number three? I got Mac Jones. Mac I, Jones. I just there's there's you don't trade up for Mac Jones, or you don't trade up like that unless you really, really, really like somebody. Yeah. And I think they fell in love with Mac Jones, and they want to make sure he's there when they want him. See, I'm like I'm back and forth with this because now that I'm hearing how Shanahan has fallen and gotten a little. Man crush on Mac Jones. He's got a Mac crush. A Mac crush. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm, this one's tough for me. I was gonna say, I was gonna say Fields at three, but that would be a little. I think that's a, still a little too high for a Fields. Early. But I mean, obviously, if the Niners really like Mac Jones, they wouldn't have traded up that high to get him. Which so I mean I'm gonna pick Mac Jones as well. I've got Mac as well in this one. So the first three we've all this, this, we've all been the same. This is my issue with Justin Fields. Just to answer uh, B Mac's question from earlier, he stares down his primaries too much, and he's got to get out of that habit. If he gets out of that habit, I think he'll be a he'll be, a good, a, cool. he'll be an above average NFL he's, quarterback. He's I don't got think the he'll arm ever talent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. And he's a scrambler, and I get all that. But right now, he's not where these other guys are. Mm-hmm. He's just not. And I think uh, the national championship games prove that. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. Oh, let's get to number four. Yeah, let's let's get into number four. So, so I now have this ready, and... <laughs> there it is. is. Number four overall pick. I am I am going the number I thought about this one. I thought about moving Atlanta out of the four spot. I think they still might trade back, but I decided to keep them there and with the number four pick in the twenty twenty one NFL draft, I have the Falcons selecting tight end out of Florida, Kyle Pitts. That's that's not a horrible horrible. No. Um Go ahead, man. I got to think about this. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm still a little stumped on it too. I could see Kyle Pitts, but I mean, because I want to say, I think they would, they should. I don't know if they would go defensive on this, but I mean, I think at number four is a little too early to go 
So that's why, yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything right now if they were to trade back to... Uh, I think if they trade back, it they're going defense. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, I mean, I just I can't think right now if they're going to be trading back or not. But let's say if they were sticking at four, I would say... Uh, so I'm trying to think if they'd go quarterback or wide receiver. I don't know. I can't think. Do you have one right now? I'll come up. Uh, if they keep the pick and Trey Lance is sitting there, they pick Trey Lance. Okay. No hesitation whatsoever. Okay. That I mean, I and would, that right there is the best quarterback long term. I had a feeling you were gonna have. Trey I've Lance. liked that kid ever since I saw him at North Dakota State. He is amazing. His arm talent's He's, amazing. It, I think it's going to take him a year to adjust. Yeah. But if he sits behind Matt, uh, the sky's the limit. Just the one thing with me is I've seen his highlights. I've seen him play. He's he's really great. But, I mean, I just think the fact that he isn't at – he didn't play at the highest level of college football. And we kind of see with Carson Wentz. He did good, but then now look at him now. He's Well, that's because Carson Wentz is a head case. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out. There. Uh, so you know what? I'm gonna go with because I've seen this, been seeing this everywhere. Oh no, I already said that number three. Never mind. Um, then yeah, I would I would don't, say Atlanta. Don't put that bad juju on the Atlanta Falcons. What? I, you were gonna go Mac Jones or no, Justin? Weren't you? I was gonna go Fields, but I said that for San Fran. Oh no, I did say Mac Jones for three, didn't I? No, you said you said Justin. Oh, I did. Okay, so then I would probably go. Ha. You're not going to like this. I'm going to have Mac Jones at four. Oh, you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> There's my you're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> you're killing me. All right. Pick okay. five. All right. Let's speed this up a little bit here. And Cincinnati picking at five. I've got them taking offensive tackle out of Oregon. Sewell, Penne Sewell. I think they, they have to go offensive line. I don't think they do. Okay. I think, Who do you I have? think they went out and did some... Uh, they did some damage on the offensive line in the offseason. Uh, they signed some good talent. I think Joe gets his way, and he gets his buddy from LSU, Jamar Chase. Okay. okay. See, I was going, this is where I think Pitts is going to fall. I think Pitts will fit, sit at number five and pairing. I mean, I think that would be huge to help for Joe Burrow because, I mean, they, they obviously Burrow's talented as hell, and – I think I. I mean, I've been seeing it all over the place, and I can. I know Pitts will go top five for sure. So that's why I think Pitts will sit at Cincinnati. All right, number six. All right, six is Miami, and I have. That's where I have Jamar Chase going. LSU wide receiver to to the Dolphins. Sewell to okay. the Dolphins to protect Tua. Okay. I'm going with Sewell as well because they need help over there in the O-line. But I do like the Jamar Chase too because there's not many. I mean, they got Devontae Parker, but, I mean, yeah, they need more help at the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, all right. And on to seven, the Lions currently hold that pick. I have them going wide receiver as well. I have Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. I have them going offensive line. Uh, Rashawn Slater. Okay. Out of oh. out of Northwestern. I think they want to maybe give Goth a little more protection. Definitely an option, yeah. Okay. And, and sure that up and see how it goes. Yeah. Um mine was more Galladay's gone and yeah. <laughs> try to replace I, I, him. I understand that aspect of it too, yeah. Um You know, I could see that. Um 
I'm going to go, yeah, I think wide receiver as well. I would say Jalen Waddle. Okay. Because, yeah, I'm going to go with that well because I, I totally forgot about uh, Kenny Galladay gone, so they need help over there badly. All right, at eight, it's currently held by Carolina. I have a trade occurring. This is my first trade. I have New England trading up from 15, taking the eight spot, and taking Justin Fields out quarterback out of Ohio State. That's not a I I just don't see I don't see Bill Belichick doing that. I think Carolina keeps it. Okay. Okay. Dress Kyle Pitts. Okay. Um <clears throat> I would say it's gonna stick Panthers are gonna stick with that pick and I think they're gonna get Trey Lance at eight. Alright. I like I mean because I know Trey Lance is going to be top ten and the Panthers need a quarterback. All right, number nine. Yeah, definitely an option. See, I actually have Trey Lance on my board longer than you guys because this is where I have him going. I have Denver <laughs> taking Trey Lance to possibly battle with Locke. It's a possibility. I know uh, Elway's kind of soured on Locke. So who you got for Denver? For Denver, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick your boy. Micah Parsons. It's not a bad pick. I'm, it'd, be, it'd be a total Nick Vangio. Exactly. That's what exactly what I was thinking. Um, just because from what I've seen, what you showed me on Parsons Pro Day, that's, oh, my God, that's scary. And I think that's just exploding uh, Vic Vangio's head right now. I wouldn't be surprised if that's where Micah ends up going. But that being said, Justin Fields. Okay, that's where you have Fields going. Yeah, okay, Justin Fields to Denver. Yeah, and at 10, that is the Dallas Cowboys. I know there's been talk they could move. I have them staying at 10 and taking, going to defense, cornerback Patrick Certain the second out of Alabama. I I have them taking uh, J.C. Horn out of uh, South Carolina. Okay. Cornerback. So we're on the same page. Same same position, different player. All right. Uh. Hmm. Nah, I think that's a little too early. I was gonna say, I'm, trying, I'm like stumped right here. Um, no, there's no way. Just make a call. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, where did he go? Christian Darasaw. Is that how you say his last name? Offensive tackle from Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. I I say the Cowboys are gonna pick up him. All right. Okay. That's not a bad move. All right. And that those are the top 10. Those are our picks for the top 10. Let us know if you agree or disagree. And coming up, we'll get in. We'll continue with our mock draft. We'll get into picks 11 through 20. But first, let's get a sports update from Tyler. Back to your home for sports. SportstownChicago.com. Scoreboard update. Update powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to beonair.com. Andrew Shaw and the Blackhawks announced this morning that he'll be retiring from the NHL due to too many concussions at the age of 29. Shaw has been with the Blackhawks for a majority of his career, being a part of the 2013 and 2015 Stanley Cup championships. The NFL draft is coming up this Thursday, and the Bears have a total of eight picks, one in the first, second, third, and fifth, and four picks in the sixth. There are many different possibities the Bears can pull in the first round, so tune in at 7 on Thursday. 
The Cubs had a strong 3-0 series sweep against the Mets, but fell to a tough 2-1 series loss against the Brewers. They currently sit fourth in the NL Central standings and hope to move up in the ranks against the Braves. First pitch tonight at 6. And on to the south side, the White Sox are coming off a 3-0 sweep against the Rangers, currently sitting second in the AL Central standings. Here's what Coach LaRussa had to say on Kopech's pitching in yesterday's game. Michael Kopech's going to be a starting pitcher, top-line starting pitcher. But right now, uh, it made sense to get him in condition to you know, add more and more pitches. It worked out the way. And more importantly, the fact that he has competed so well shows you know he's got good guts when he goes out there. He keeps his cool and his concentration. So I don't have a crystal ball. But if he pitched... You know, and I used the Wainwright experience from 06. He could pitch in the bullpen all year long and next year win 20. Or maybe later on he pitches this year as a starter. He's just, it's exciting to see that he can do both for us. White Sox start up their series with the Tigers tomorrow at 7-10. The Bulls rematch the Heat tonight at 7, coming off a nail-biting loss to them on Sunday, 106-101. Vooch and White were the only ones that showed up in that game, combining for 57 points and hoping to bring that energy back tonight. And this has been your SportstownChicago.com update, powered by the Illinois Media School. If interested in a career in media, go to BeOnAir.com. This is your home for sports. Red Laps! SportstownChicago.com. Take that exit and get to the Southern Cafe, home of the Nasty Biscuit on Roselle Road in Roselle. Get over there and try the Chicken Fried Chicken Biscuit, made with the Southern Cafe's house-made drop biscuit with buttermilk chicken fried chicken, smothered in country gravy, topped with shredded cheddar and crumbled hickory smoked bacon. I always say that when you go to the Southern Cafe, you come out with two meals with the heaping amounts of food they serve you in every meal. I love to go to a place with outdoor seating. The Southern Cafe has a great outdoor seating area to help social distance, and I get to enjoy my breakfast outdoors. Open 6.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. to give you plenty of time to grab an amazing breakfast or lunch. Now get your butt over to the Southern Cafe on Roselle Road. Hello? It's speed walking day. Dorothy, you're breaking up. Did I mention we'd be slowing down when we pass the court where those fine brothers play ball? I heard that. Reduce your risk of cancer, diabetes, heart disease, and stroke. Get active, eat right, and maybe even run into Mr. Right. Isn't sisterhood beautiful? For more information, go to everydaychoices.org. Brought to you by the American Cancer Society, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, the Ad Council, and this station. Alert! Alert! Be gone, maxed-out credit cards, overdue loans, suffocating interest rates, and relentless collection agencies. If your credit rating is making you and others around you cringe, there's only one thing to do, and that's to turn to the professionals at Creative Credit Solutions. Even if your credit is less than perfect, we'll help you get back on track. You can do it, and we can help. Call today or visit creativecreditsolutions.net for your free credit check report. Blow the whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Mondays and Fridays from 2 to 3 p.m. as we talk NFL. The game plan was really sound. In the quarterback league, it, it has been, it still is. Franchise-defining quarterbacks. College football. Will Jim Harbaugh make it through the season as Michigan's head coach? Some more Big Ten talk. And here's some things you wouldn't expect. I would have never expected that. Get all of that and more on Blow the Whistle on SportstownChicago.com. Blow the whistle. Every draft that we've looked at, the Jets, the Panthers, Atlanta, New England, Chicago, Mac Jones. With the second pick in the 2017 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky, quarterback, North Carolina, with the eighth pick in the 2018 NFL draft. 
Chicago Bears select Roquan Smith, linebacker, Georgia. And we are back. You heard that the last two picks that the Bears have had in the first round. Roquan Smith, I, I'm happy with that one. <laughs> Trubisky, he's no longer on the team, so take that as you will. I just want a little good with a little bad for you guys. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Th- let, uh, terrible. Thank ESPN for those highlights that are of the draft. Uh, thank you very much, ESPN. Thank, yes, thank, thank you, you. And, yeah, so the Bears will be, at least unless we have, unless one of you guys have them moving out of it, we're picking... Uh, we're going through picks 11 through 20. The Bears currently sit at that 20 spot. So let's get right into it. Up first at 11 is the New York Giants. Would you like to start this off, David? I am. Uh, I am. I flip flop these guys so much. It's ridiculous. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. Okay. Okay. Wide receiver. I'm going. Uh, Devonte Smith. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the flip flop yeah. I was talking about. But I just, those are I, the guys can go either way. I just think, yeah, I just think the Giants are going to get Devonte Smith. All yeah. right. Well, I believe both of you guys already have him off your boards. I'm going with your guy, David, out of Penn State. Linebacker Micah Parsons going to the Giants. I believe you guys had him in, I had in the I top wouldn't, 10. I wouldn't be mad at that either. Uh, it would make a lot of sense. He'd be happy there. Saquon's yeah. there, so he'd have he'd have a teammate there. So I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. I so. could totally see it. All right, moving on. Number 12, Philadelphia currently holds it. And this is where I have Devonta Smith going, wide receiver out Devonta of Alabama. Smith. Really? And that's that, where that's, I have Waddle. Okay. <laughs> so we, we all think the Eagles are taking a wide receiver at 12. And it will be a wide receiver out of Alabama if we're right. The question is, which one? Are we right? Yeah, and and the other question is, are we right? All right. Well, on to 13, and this is currently held by the Chargers. Tyler. I'm going to go 13. I'm going to go with Patrick Sertain. Sertain. Sertain a second. Yeah, I got him him, uh, getting picked up by the Chargers at 13. Okay, cornerback out of Alabama, David. Christian Darisau. Okay, I've seen that. I, I, I just it makes too much sense. You need protection for your new franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely up there. Virginia Tech offensive tackle. I have a trade going on here. This is where I have the Bears trading up with the Chargers. This might be wishful thinking on my part. It, it probably is. is. <laughs> it probably is, but hey, I can hope, all right? <laughs> I'll make it happen. Well, I have the Bears trading up with the Chargers to 13 and selecting out of Northwestern offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. I mean, that's not okay. – if he drops that far, I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone tries to move up and get him because he's got he's, – he's amazingly skilled. Yeah. He's yeah. good. He's and, really good. I mean, I, I initially I actually had him taken at that 13 spot by the Chargers, and then I decided to get, get creative with it, and I'd love to see him go to Chicago. Get so. a little jiggy with it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, well, moving on, I'll just stick with it. Minnesota's at 14, and this is where I have Derisaw going. So I have back-to-back offensive tackles going in my draft. All now, right. Now, see, that's where I got Slater. Okay, to with Minnesota. Minnesota yep. uh, I'm not really sure who I'm going to have here. 
<sighs> I it it. They need some defensive help. Possible. Let's let's go, Caleb Farley. From Virginia okay, Tech. okay, cor- another cornerback. All, All right. right. Okay. Because they're getting they're getting a little elder elder statesman in that secondary. <laughs> yeah, they they no longer have Rhodes, who who was one of their top guys, Xavier yeah. Rhodes. Oh yeah. So yeah, they they can definitely use a little more a little more depth out there, if nothing else. And at fifteen, this is the New England Patriots, but not on my draft board. If you remember from our last segment, I have the Patriots moving up to eight, so I have Carolina at fifteen, and I have them going with Northwestern cornerback Greg Newsom the second. I can't argue with that. Yeah, I I can agree with that because I'm going cornerback as well. I'm going uh, to New England. Yep. Okay. Yeah. No, I still got New England at fifteen. I was gonna say quarterback like I my whole thing I was convinced that Mac Jones would sit back there but I mean just with hearing about the Niners loving Mac Jones that that's why I picked him up earlier but um I'm gonna have them get Panthers pick Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech cornerback okay um where are we at New England New England at 15 oh geez and Joseph they should go get a quarterback, but there isn't one to get now. Um, no, I think all of us got all the quarterbacks out of here. <sighs> it's just um, getting tougher. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. Uh, let's go. You know what? Let's go Trevin Morig, the safety from uh, TCU. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, yeah, I, like that, that. I mean, hey, I like it. They might stretch, they, they might, Belichick stretches all the time. So. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I believe he is one of the top safeties on the board, yeah. the, if not the top top rated safety on the board, so not not a bad choice. No, I, like I didn't it. think so. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on, number 16, Arizona Cardinals. I believe both of you have already taken him off your boards. I have Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech, going. I'm going Greg Newsom uh, the second. Okay. I'm also going with Greg Newsom the second as well. All right. So another another one where we all have just, the same just, position going. I know ours is all pretty similar, just different players, same positions. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, no longer with Patrick Peterson. So the the Cardinals could use some more help out there at the, the cornerback position. So. Oh yes. So moving on at 17, that is the Las Vegas Raiders, David. Uh, I'm going to go with Alaje Vera Tucker. Okay. Uh, mine is going to be... I'm going to go with Tevin Jenkins. Offensive line, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State. Okay. That dude is... I've seen some highlights about him, and he's something else. All right. That was the guy that yeah. you, David, we were watching. This is oh, yeah, that's pancakes. the dude. Yeah, that's that, the guy. That's why I'm like, if he sits at... Yeah, he's, he's got a great film reel. Oh, he does. That's why I'm like, if he sits at 20, Chicago. Knocking Chicago. On, knocking on the door. All right. Well, I have Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher from Miami, going to the Raiders. 
They could they could use uh, some yeah, some help that's, on the that's not, no, that's on not that a bad defense. Sorry. And moving on, Miami has another pick. This is their second pick of the first round at eighteen overall. And I have another edge rusher going, Kawiti Pay out of Michigan. Oh, um, I'm actually gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Jeremiah Coromo, the uh, linebacker from okay, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Okay. I'm going just because I think this might be a little too early for him. But Miami does need the help at running back, I think. And so I'm going with uh, Miami picking Najee Harris. Interesting. All right. I'm going to say. That's not bad. It's not a bad one. It's a little early, I think. But, I mean, I could see Miami pulling that move. Yeah. All right. All right, and on to 19, this is held by Washington, the Washington football team. And this is where I have the Notre Dame linebacker going, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. Sorry if I butchered the name, but that is where I have him going, 19 overall to Washington. Uh, I've got Wyatt Davis from Ohio State, offensive lineman. All right, and Tyler? I have Washington football team. You know what? I'm going to go, because I haven't said him yet. I'm going to go Jalen Phillips. Put another edge rusher with uh, Chase Young. All right. <laughs> All right. And to round this out, number 20 <laughs> overall. Round out this segment here. I don't have the Bears at 20. I yes, had them do. trading up. That's so right. for the Chargers, I have, this is where I have Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. I, too, have Tevin Jenkins going to the Bears. See, and I wouldn't mind oh, okay. that. I would not mind he that. He's an animal. See, oh, man. Yeah, yeah he's off it. your board. So Slater. So <laughs> where are we going with this one, Tyler? Um. Oh, man. Chicago Bears at number 20. Let's see. I think I already said his name. Did I already say Caleb Farley? Yes, I okay, believe I all of us I have did. said it. Um, shoot. I'm going to go with... I'm going to have to say Elijah Vera Tucker O-line, because I know they're going to go offensive line with that 20th pick, because they need it. Obviously, we all know. So that's what I'm picking. From uh, Where is he from? Notre Dame. No, no. I'm sorry. Where the heck did he go? Oh, talk USC. Yeah, you, USC. USC? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got him. Okay, so another offensive lineman. Again, That's I've been saying this for months. That's what I want from the first round for the Chicago Bears. They, please take an offensive tackle. I would honestly prefer the Tevin Jenkins at 20 if the AB stays there, but I don't think he will. Okay, yeah. And when we come back, we will get into the rest of the first round, and we'll see about time. Maybe we'll get into a little more. I'm not sure on that, but we will round out our first round picks, and so definitely stay tuned for that. That's what's coming up here on Blow the Whistle. This is your home for sports. Longtime fans, sports like life. SportstownChicago.com. 
What's up, Chicago? If you're ever, and I mean ever, out looking for good urban food 24-7, come down to White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. White Palace Grill is open 365 days a year since 1939. I personally love the steak and egg dinner, but whether you like burgers for breakfast, steak for lunch, or french toast for dinner, White Palace is the place for you. The diner is a 24-hour urban oasis. Come now. Come later. Hey, come now in later. We never close at White Palace Grill located 1159 South Canal Street in Chicago. Visit us at whitepalace.com or order with Uber Eats or Grubhub anytime, any day. Daddy, when you look at me, I can see a wheels turning. About what am I going to be when I grow up? A major equal spaceman? Maybe a point guard for a national champion. The odds of a child becoming a professional athlete are 1 in 16,000. Far-fetched? Maybe. But did you know the odds of a child being diagnosed with autism are 1 in 166? That's right, 1 in 166. To learn the signs of autism, go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Go to Lux Barbershop for the best barbers and stylists in Plainfield, Illinois. I go there when I have an important event, date, or I just want to look good. The straight razor shave will have you looking fresh and smooth. Lux Barbershop is open seven days a week. Go to Lux Barbershop for the finest barbers, stylists, braiders, and massage therapists in the southern suburbs. Check out all their daily deals on Facebook, Instagram, and LuxBarbershop.com. Hi, this is Joe Perry. And Steven Tyler of Aerosmith for Red. You know, it's okay to rock and roll and party down. Just don't get in that 2,000-pound bullet when you're done and cocked. And please don't drink and drive. Someone that jaded you. A reminder that friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service message brought to you by the Ad Council, U.S. Department of Transportation, National Association of Broadcasters, and RAD. Old Sport Radio with Pat Riley. The Bears, in my opinion, are not a storied franchise anymore. They are a laughing stock because of the way that they handle their business and the way that the team up north has dominated them for my entire life. Wednesdays from 3 to 4 p.m. on SportstownChicago.com. <laughs> yes, indubitably on sport. In the seventh round of the 254th and final pick for the NFL draft, this year's Mr. Relevant, Justice Cunningham, tight end, South Carolina. With the 256th pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select Lonnie Ballantyne, defensive back from Memphis. We're looking forward to having Mr. Irrelevant come to Newport Beach. The 2015 Mr. Irrelevant for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals is Gerald Christian, tied in from Louisville. With the 253rd pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans, we're excited about you guys. Kalen Reed, a defensive back from Southern Mississippi, is going to be Mr. Irrelevant. And credit ESPN with those those calls on Mr. Irrelevant. We're not going to quite get that far into the draft. <laughs> yeah, no. We're having on, trouble getting through the first round, choices. for goodness sakes. <laughs> We're not going to quite get there, but it will be interesting to see. It always is who gets that spot. And honestly, if you're a seventh-round pick and... Why not get that? Just because that's more publicity than any of the other seventh-rounders. Well, like I was saying, I didn't realize that uh, the kicker suck-up was uh, yeah, uh, Mr. I, Irrelevant. Yeah, I, so that was really I didn't know it now. until you said it. So, yeah, that 
irrelevant, but could still potentially have a career for sure. Well, we are going to continue knocking out this first round. We left let's off go, at go. 21 overall, Speed the round. Indianapolis Colts. Who do you guys got? Uh, I got uh, Bateman from Minnesota. It just makes too much sense. They need they need some wide receiver power there. Okay. I got Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, uh, linebacker from Notre Dame. All right, so defensive side. I'm going defensive as well. The edge rusher out of Georgia, Aziz Ojulari. Again, uh-huh. apologize if we butcher any of these names. <laughs> but that's that's my pick for the Colts. And 22, that is the Titans, Tennessee Titans. This is where I have wide receiver Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota going. Uh, Jalen Phillips. Okay, my Miami edge rusher. Yeah. This is where I have Aziz Ojulari. All right. The Georgia edge rusher. Yep. All right. And up next, we have the New York Jets with their second pick of the first round. And this is where I have Alabama defensive tackle Christian Barmore. Najee Harris. Oh, I like that. Mm, running back out of Alabama. That's where All I right. was originally thinking to put him. But uh, I'm going TCU safety Trayvon Mooring. Morig. All right. All right. Up next is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is where I have Najee Harris going. And I mean, I know that's just kind of the popular one, but it makes sense. It makes sense. So I have the Alabama running back going to Pittsburgh. Trevor ATN. Okay. The other running I think back. That, I think they may stretch a little bit because ATN's high second round projected. And I think ATN fits that system better than Najee does just because he's a better wide-receiving running back. Okay, so Clemson, the Clemson running back, you have going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, That's my exact same pick, too. I was going to put okay, ATN at, at, at Pittsburgh. Okay. All right, so we all have him taking a running back. The question again is who? And up next, 25 overall, that's Jacksonville's next pick. So we're, we're into the repeat picks here. In this segment, and this is where I have safety Trevon Morig, the TCU safety going. Um, they're gonna go defense. I'm not exactly sure where they're gonna go as far as defense, so I'll hand it off to Tyler. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with uh, O line. I think they're gonna go with Wyatt Davis, Ohio State. Okay. That's why I think Davis. All right. All right. And you're just going to stick with defense? Yeah, David? I okay. just I, I think they're going to stick with defense. I just I'm not sure exactly cuz they they've got holes that they need to fill. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. All right. And 26. This is Cleveland. Who is Cleveland going to take? The draft is in Cleveland. So who are they going to bring in for these hometown fans? Oh. Tyler? Um, Let's start with you. I'm going to go I'm going to go defense, and I'm going to go with uh, Christian Barmore, D-line from Alabama. Okay. Yeah, I think with that, and now the Jadavion Jadav- yeah, Jadav- Clowney in, help that line out, especially with Miles Garrett. That would be deadly. That's not a bad, that's not a bad spot. Uh, I believe that they will go offensive line and pick somebody that's projected in the second round and just reach a little bit. Okay. I have them going with an edge rusher out of Miami, Gregory Rose. Rose Rozo. 
Again, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce this one. I apologize, but I have the Miami Edge Rusher going to Cleveland. Up next, 27, this is Baltimore, their first of two first-round picks. And I have them going the wide receiver route, Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. You get somebody to go with Hollywood. Yeah. I like that. But uh, I'm going edge rusher, Penn State, Jason Owe. Owe? I say say it? Owe. Owe. Okay. I got him. All right. And up next, this is the Saints, New Orleans. I have them going defense. I have Kentucky linebacker, Jamin Davis. I have Florida wide receiver, Kadarius Toney. Okay. Just because they love their offense. They do. They do. I'm going offense as well. I'm going Rondell Moore, uh, Purdue Purdue wide receiver. Okay. He's he's a wide receiver slash running back. He's one of those hybrids. Hey, they'll have yeah, two of them. more power to you. But yeah. I'm, just saying, I'm, just, I'm just saying. All right, yeah. and up next, this is Green Bay, and I have them finally getting a wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. They didn't last year. Um, I have them going LSU wide receiver Terrace Marshall Jr. Ooh, a little bit of a stretch there. Yeah, I have them going Rondell Moore. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm going with uh, Terrence Small. Terrence Terrence Marshall. Marshall Yeah, I definitely see them going wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, after not doing it last year and the heat they got from that a little bit, (laughs) I think they'll finally do something to help out that offense a little more, although they have a lot of depth. But up next, the Buffalo Bills. I have another edge rusher. This is where I go with the Penn State edge rusher, Jason Owa. I wouldn't be mad at that. I have Asante Samuel Jr. Okay. I'm going with that too. That's a good pick. Yep. Yeah, I do not have him in my first round, but that is that is a good name, a good pick. Uh, up next, Baltimore's second pick of the round. I have them going offensive tackle, offensive tackle out of North Dakota State, Dylan Reduns. I have them getting Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jalen Phillips, edge from Miami. All right. All right. Yeah. I mean, they they just traded a a. Offensive lineman. That's why yeah, I was. That's why I was doing offensive lineman too, but, just because yeah, they did they got can, rid of Trent Brown. Yeah, definitely yeah. can use an edge rusher. Everyone can. And now on to Tampa, the team that what do they need? They don't really need anything. <laughs> Tyler, you like to start off Tampa. Uh, the rich I'm get go, richer. Yeah, I know, right? I'm gonna go with Kadarius Tony, oh, Florida okay. wide receiver. So you're going wide receiver. Add to yeah. that that deep. So well, they haven't resigned. They haven't resigned Antonio Brown yet, have they? I don't I think so. Don't think so. So that could I, be your I, that could be your guy to replace Antonio Brown. I'm going Jason Owa. Okay, I've heard that before. I was going to have him go there, but I'm, just I because JPP is starting to get a little, a little, a little old, man, and I hate saying that because I'm older than him. So, <laughs> yeah, old, yeah. So, old for football, old for football. Definitely. I thought about going with a, a stretch pick here and having them select Tom Brady's successor. I thought about going Trask. Ah, I thought that would be amazing. It. 
It, it could happen. I I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't I officially go it. with that pick. I went with a wide receiver as well. I went Rondell Moore out of Purdue. I could see I could see Bruce Arians falling in love with him with Trask. With Trask, yeah. For I, sure. I thought about yeah. it. I thought about going with. But it. they probably think he'll be there late second. So yeah. I'm sure yeah. they'll. Might wait. Okay, exciting times, boys. I'm I'm now officially pumped up. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm excited definitely. For this. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how many picks we hit on here <laughs> as the draft comes up on Thursday. Be Absolutely sure none. In. Jacksonville like goes and gets Justin Fields, and it was just all <laughs> a game with everybody. Everything off. <laughs> Everyone would be like, "What? The that would be hell? amazing." <laughs> That would be amazing because everyone, yeah, the world would, Twitter would blow up and everything. Um, But unfortunately, that is all the time that we have for today. We hope you guys enjoyed our little draft segment, our mock draft. And be sure to send in your mock drafts if you have one. Be sure to let us know if you agree with the selections we gave. And again, send us your mock draft to blow the whistle our either our blow the whistle facebook page or on twitter and instagram at blow t whistle one we'd like to thank everyone who listened in today and of course our next show is on friday from two to three we'll be able to talk how this first round of the draft went and then preview the second round well two of us will be able rounds. to yeah, two, two of us will hey yeah. we're gonna have a special guest here. Yes. Oh yeah you got yeah both. we'll have some somebody else filling in for tyler as he will be out of the shop. I mean, I will be. I, I, we we got to scratch this guy's itch. <laughs> he, he's going insane not being able to talk sports. So yeah, we yeah. invited him on. And of course, a reminder that all recordings of all our shows can be heard on Spotify and on Anchor. Again, we appreciate everyone that stuck with us here through the full two hours, and we hope to hear from you guys on what you thought of our picks and what your picks are. So we hope everyone has a great week and we'll see you on Friday. As always, I'm Brandon Januska here with Tyler Buterbaugh, David Dykstra, and this was blow the whistle on sportstownchicago.com.